Hey, everybody. This is Scott Cantrell. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode of Consulting with Authority. I am really, really excited to be joined by my guest today, um, who is more than just a consultant. She's also a dear friend. Um, and so let me introduce her before I just want to start having a conversation with her. Uh, Ella Glasgow is the CEO and executive producer of a phenomenal production company called Beyond Virtual Events. Ella, thank you so much for being here. And I'm super, super excited to, to chat. Um, honestly, I know that we're going to have great podcast content and that's going to be good, but I'm really just excited just to get to chat to my friend. Yay. I'm so happy about this. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 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 So um, Ella, uh, we have kind of an interesting story of how we actually met one another. Um, I'll let you kick it off and then I'll tell my part of the story, but it is pretty fun because this is going to kind of pull back the curtain almost literally on, yeah. on our varied backgrounds. Uh, I will tell you for people who are listening with Consulting with Authority, uh, the majority of them won't even know this about me. Uh, and really? So, uh, yeah. So you guys are in for some secret stuff about my background. So Ella, I will, I will kick it over to you. Um, and you know, we don't have to take a lot of time on the story, but it is a fun, it's a fun way that we met. Come, come close, everybody. Come in and listen close. Let me tell you. <laughs> What this man was up to? No. <laughs> oh, we, we met. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to not be rude about about <laughs> the place where we. <laughs> I know. I know. It's 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 okay. It's okay. The, the place we met no longer exists. Actually. It doesn't. No, well, I mean, no. well, well, yeah, they weren't going to survive. Well, no, that's true. But I, but I, but no, literally, it doesn't exist. I'll fill you in on that in a second. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we met on a. For those of you that are listening and not watching, we met on a cruise ship in air quotes. Yeah, right. it, was a, it was mostly a cruise ship. It was mostly a cruise ship, and that could be so. We could leave it at that. No. We, could, we could and just let people make up their own stories. Uh, we were not. We were not. Uh, we were not paying passengers on the ship, though. What? Wrinkle, wrinkle in the story. So many things. <laughs> no, we we weren't stowaways either. We weren't stowaways. We weren't doing lewd things. No. We were. We were working. That does. That just digs more of a hole. We should have planned this story out a little bit better. I'm realizing we thought so. Everybody, I thought we would just jump on this podcast, and be like we'll tell the story how we met. It'll be really fun. Now, yeah, this is a this is a tricky one. Maybe, maybe. Okay, it's because okay, I'll get serious. Okay, <laughs> we were both working on a quote unquote cruise ship mm -hmm. that uh, um, Scott was was doing magic stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he had the super awesome magic show and I was being another person. That's right. <laughs> Ella was, uh, is an incredibly talented vocalist, singer, and dancer. Um, and <laughs> her impersonations of, let's see, you did Tina. Yeah. Um, who all did you do in that show? Who um, did I have in that show? I think Tina's the one that's the most distinct. And I had some other women who right. I was doing. I think I had some Whitney in there. Yep. Um, trying to remember that show because they literally asked me to change it every single week. Wow. 
Wow. So like, what if you add or write or do <laughs> because I'm, yeah, because I'm here equipped to do anyway. That's another podcast. It is another podcast. We'll have to do, we could pull in all of our other entertainer friends from back in the day <laughs> and do, uh, uh, instead of life on the road, it's like life on the waves or something. I don't know. Oh my God. Yes. Life on the waves. Um, we met great people. Oh, no, we, we, we did. The, the crew was great. The staff was great. The other entertainers were a ton of fun. So Ella and I were inter- amazing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, a, and a good bartender on a ship is, is necessary, especially if you're an entertainer. Um, so we were entertainers on this cruise ship. Um, and it was a cruise line that had one ship in it. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we were both uh, kind of just doing our summer gigs. Um, oh. And we both happened to be on the ship at the same time for a couple of weeks, a week. I don't even remember now. Um, Longer than I needed to be there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was doing magic and juggling and comedy, which for those of you who don't know, uh, that was my career. That's my background for a bunch of years prior to becoming a marketing consultant and professional speaker, which, which I've now done for over 20 years. But, um, and I still, I still in my professional speaking talks and so forth, I'll still do some magic and juggling on occasion when the when the time is right. Uh, Ella will still sing and entertain yes, folks, of course. Um, but we met we met on that ship, and um, there was just this immediate friendship and chemistry that came out of that. We both sort of thought about life in a lot of similar ways, and we both had big ambitions and dreams. And that was probably seven, eight, nine years ago now. Yeah. Um, and here we are. Um, on this podcast coming kind of full circle and you have your own production company and I've got my own marketing firm and consulting firm. And so when I was thinking about uh, consulting with authority, I talked to Ella even before the podcast existed and she said she'd love to come on. And so now I'm finally able to have her on because there's so much she can talk about in terms of consulting uh, with authority with her production firm. And we'll get into that. But some of you are asking yourself the question. He said that the cruise ship doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. (laughs) So the ship was decommissioned and it was blown up and it sank to the bottom of the ocean. So to ensure no one ever has to see the monstrosity of it all ever, ever again. That, that is correct. Yeah, that <laughs> ship is no longer in existence. So oh. The multicolored disco dance floor, <laughs> gone. It looks great on video, though. You know it what? It does look good on video, but it is hard to perform on when you're juggling and the ship is swaying. And you're wearing four-inch heels. Oh, that too. Glass yeah. floor. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's how we met. Uh, we've been friends ever since, and um, I'm so excited that you were able to come on. And I want to talk about I want to talk about your production company. So give me the 411 on how this started. And one of the questions I always ask my guests um, is, how did you get the firm off the ground? And how are what is your business development strategy? What is your growth strategy looking like um, now that the firm is is its own thing and it is going well, kind of tell us a startup story and, and what your business development looks like now. Yeah. So how it started, I like to call it my shark tank story, (laughs) shark tank moment, because, uh, it happened out of a need. Yeah. And when all of the craziness went down last year Mm -hmm. and they shut down the country, um, 
a couple of weeks before it all shut down, I was seeing the writing on the wall. And the writing on the wall was the fact that my son, who was going to be turning five at that time, was not going to have his birthday party. Because right. at, yeah. in March, they were talking about, you know, schools closing and, and kids doing drive-by parties. And I was like, that is, that is dumb. <laughs> too lame for Ella. Yeah. We are having a party, doggone it. Yeah. Plus, you know, the added fact that we had just moved here only two years ago and we had these grand plans for 2020 that we were going to go out and meet people, and make friends. We didn't have friends yet. Right. And you're, you're in Ohio right now. Yeah, we're in Ohio. Yeah. In Ohio right now. So we just moved here two years ago. And my son didn't necessarily have friends to be able to go and, and invite to drive by. So right, right, yeah. and we didn't know parents at his school just yet. So, you know, um, so I said to my husband, what are we gonna do? And he's like, I don't know. I said, Well, what if we what if we took his party online? Yeah. And see how you're like, yeah. My husband was like, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> But being married to an entrepreneur, he knows that I always have a hundred billion ideas, a hundred billion weird ideas every single minute. And I'm always telling him about something and usually not doing any of them. So So he just chalked it up to another one of Ella's weird ideas and walked away. Mm -hmm. But I could feel something. And I was also realizing I started, as much as it started for my son, I started realizing, wait a minute, there is a business in here somewhere because there are other kids that are going to be missing their birthdays. And in March of last year, there was nothing available for them except to drive by. (laughs) Right, right. And maybe, maybe a 15 minute story time. Mm -hmm. Boo. (laughs) 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 So I thought, what if... I put something together that also helped not just the kids have a great time, but also helped parents to be able to have a great time too. Because I was also thinking about a birthday party that I'd been to that my son had gotten invited to. Mm-hmm. And the parents <clears throat> were sitting around. It was at a gymnastic place. And I was so excited to go. I mean, I've got my gym clothes together. I was like, yeah, we're going to be jumping. We're going to be rolling. We're going to be swinging. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> and we got there, they'd have nothing. For the parents to do yeah and i was like this is boring as heckity heck i do not is this what you do is this what happens at birthday parties <laughs> i cannot have this so <laughs> so that's what i was thinking about and we um the minute that they shut his school down i'd already talked to the teachers because nobody had responded to us yet because they were waiting to find out you know right are we gonna is this really gonna happen so I said, am I going to be able to communicate with parents if you shut the school down? And they're like, yeah, what are you thinking? I was like, you sh- I'll let you know what my master plans are <laughs> of world domination when it happens. So the minute that they did it, I had a website up in a weekend. Yeah, that's awesome. It's still up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, although I haven't done birthday parties in a while, but you could still go there. If you book it, maybe I'll do one for you. So <laughs> it's onlinebirthdayparties.com. Uh, but um, yeah, did that in the weekend. And the very next, that week, Monday, I went to my networking group and said, last week, everyone, I was looking for gigs and coaching clients. Today, I'm selling online birthday parties. And yeah. they're like, yes, that is a genius. That is amazing. You can do this. <laughs> 
<laughs> so they were beyond stoked about what I was doing. And um, for that particular part of the business, I actually did Facebook ads and, okay. mm -hmm. um, and got a lot of birthday parties that way. Mm -hmm. And also got referrals from other people from doing the parties for them. Sure. And while many people wanted me to do business stuff in the beginning, I wasn't ready to do it in the beginning because I wanted to, I wanted to make sure that I had everything together mm -hmm. and I wanted there, I knew, you know, do you know when you have those moments when you know that there's something that you don't know that you don't know? Of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's how I felt about that last year. I was like, there's right. something that I don't know that I don't know. And I was actively searching for it. Right. And <clears throat> I happened upon some things and I was like, oh, and they were like, it was like this close, you know, you get to like this close to the thing that you know, don't, you don't know that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And when I found it and I figured it out, I was like, oh, everyone's off to the races. It was about two months into doing it. And I went back to my group and I was like, all right, I have found the secret sauce. What do you need? Who needs a virtual event for that company? Because I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and, and from that moment, you know, speaking to, you know, how we marketed it, mm -hmm. that particular aspect of it, the business part of it, sorry, the business events of it, when, once it became beyond virtual events, right? I did not advertise beyond networking Yep. because we were inundated mm -hmm. no with doubt. clients yep. and I was freaked out of my mind. We did 20 six or 27 events last year. Wow. And that was not partnering with anybody. Right. That was just, that, and that's business and birthday parties combined. Mm -hmm. So my, I was overwhelmed. I had never had that much work in my entire <laughs> life. So I was like, Ugh! so I didn't want to tell anybody what we were doing. I was just like, we will, let me get let me get this organized first before, before I start telling people what we're doing. <laughs> right. Right. Before we actually start going to the mountaintop and shouting it. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now at this point I've, I've gone to a mountaintop. I yeah. can to go to, I'm going to the mountaintop this week. In fact, <laughs> I have to go speak for another event this week and speak to a whole lot of people, a lot of businesses about um, actually how they can put the Disney effect on their, very cool virtual event. So mm -hmm. are the virtual meeting. That's awesome. That's exciting. Well, so I think it's a fan fantastic story. And the thing I love most about it is you took, uh, you know, I think so often as entrepreneurs and consultants, whether in the B2C space or the B2B space, we do have tons of ideas, right? We do have tons of ideas, but you, you had not, you didn't just have the idea, but you understood the need that was there because of everything the world was dealing with. And then the most important thing, right? The most important lesson I think from that story was you took immediate action. You took massive action fast. And, um, you know, I, I will say in my own experience, when I've had an idea, uh, oftentimes it just lingers and then eventually <laughs> shrivels up and dies and maybe it finds its way into a notebook and maybe it'll get re-energized at some point in the future, but the odds of that are very low. However, when I've had an idea and I've acted on it immediately and taken meaningful action on it as fast as I can, that one tends to have legs, right? Yeah. It tends to go. Um, and so well, and you should know now that my husband doesn't think I'm crazy anymore. 
<laughs> at least not in that way, right? <laughs> not in that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Um, Ella's husband, by the way, I hope it's okay for me to say this, is an incredibly yes. talented chef, yes. uh, pastry chef in particular, but I su suspect he kind of does everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he makes some, he makes some kind of ridiculous stuff. Like, I don't even understand the, yeah. <laughs> well, I've been in awe ever since you told me about it. Um, no, that's fantastic. So thanks for uh, sort of setting up how you, how you got to where you are, and especially with such a fast trajectory, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, you kind of just been holding on uh, <laughs> as tight as you can to not get flung off the ride, right? Pretty much. That's good. Pretty much. And that's what I've said to my team. I'm like, who wants to get on this crazy train? Because here we go. The train yeah. is and, and so often, you know, uh, especially with the folks that I talk to, other consultants and other, other leaders who are incredibly talented and have great ideas, but I think it may just be, and I suffer from this too, that our analytical nature, and we get in our own way and it's paralysis by analysis. And mm -hmm. sometimes we just have to take the leap. Yeah. So, you know, all of you listening probably have that idea that you stuck in a drawer somewhere that you know is probably a million dollar idea. I would encourage you to dust it off and figure out if this is the right time for it. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but you know, having an awareness of it and going ahead and taking action to see is probably a worthy, a worthy endeavor. For sure, because this idea that I have had, this production company has been on paper since 2005. <laughs> there you go, right. And I remember when we were on the ship because when we, on our off days, right, the boat's docked and there's no entertainment going on. Where do we go on, on Grand Bahama Island? We go to Starbucks. Right. Or actually, I guess that's when we were in Florida, when we were docked yeah. in Florida. We went to, we went to, Grand, we went to Starbucks in Florida and we went yeah. to the that hotel. hotel. Yeah. yeah. In the Bahama. Yeah. 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 And we just sat around and drank yeah. coffee and did work and chatted. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so, and we talked about your production company then. Right, yeah. and it was just an idea, right? And now we're doing this interview. Exactly. Um, the second place I wanted to go was talk a little bit about, because I'm really fascinated by this, uh, not just how you get clients, which you've talked about, and I can imagine that your company was basically inundated, especially when you do an event and everybody who's there sees the event, like, how did you do this? Oh, let me introduce you to my friend Ella, right? Um, so it's just gonna be, that, that growth is gonna be so organic. But what is your process? What's your client engagement process? When someone comes on and says, Ella, I'm interested in, in potentially partnering with you, what's sort of your general step-by-step? -step? And the reason I go down this path with, with most of my guests, Ella, is everybody has their own unique spin on how to engage clients, but so often it's very, very similar. And so I found uh, if, if I can hear other consultants' ways of engaging with their clients, there's always some gold nugget I can take away and adapt or adopt for my own use. So. Yeah. yeah, walk us through that. So when people come to me in a, in a couple of different ways, um, they've either come to me from social media, mm -hmm. because at this point, like I said, I, I talk about it all the time. So mm -hmm. I do uh, videos every week or try to do them every week. And um, so they've either seen that and they'll connect with me on social media to, to talk with me about what they're wanting to do with their event or they'll come to me as a referral from mm -hmm. a friend. And at that point, once they have, once I know that they want something um, and I know that it's an event that they want, then my next thing is to give them my calendar. Okay. And I give them my calendar and I have a specific calendar for 
events and I have specific calendars for each for different things. That's just one of my pet peeves. I don't like when people send me their. We're talking about booking a, a, a call like this, like a, booking count, a online like calendar. Yeah. Booking a call like this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so I send them to my client call calendar and I have some very specific questions that I ask them before that call so that I can be abreast of what their needs are to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And it's not anything hard or long, um, but just kind of seeing where they are with it and gauging their real genuine interest with working with us. And um, once they've done that, the next thing that I do is actually send them homework. There you go. That's a little <laughs> counterintuitive. Yeah. And, and I do it for two reasons. Tell them my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> um, one reason is to, is for myself so that I can understand even more about sure. what it is that they're trying to do. But the second reason is to help them to understand that there's more to this than you just turning on a Zoom link. Wow. So, uh, because what I was going to, what I was thinking there was you're doing it obviously together intelligence that you want, right? Answers that you need and want. And then I was thinking, obviously, it's also a disqualifier, right? If, if they don't take time, if they're not interested enough to complete the homework, well, I got other people who are, right? So you can focus in. I hadn't thought about that last point that you made, which is eye-opening to me. So yeah. Expe- yeah, keep going. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just want to make that point. Well, it turns out that, so I started doing this because my my coach and I were talking about lead magnets. And I was like, oh, right. I don't have time to make a lead magnet. And then we started talking about this questionnaire. Yeah. And so it's called the Encore Audit. And that has to do with my method, the Encore Method. Okay. And um, that audit really gives them insight into their event. So it it's triple fold. It's also a takeaway for them mm-hmm. because now they're thinking about, um, you know, I had a, a, a potential client um, say to me, she was like, wow, I hadn't even thought about these things that you asked asking about me only yeah. from this audit. And it's making me think and realize that I don't have all the things together that I need. To have Which is why they're talking to you, right? So they're, they're selling themselves by educating themselves through this exactly. questionnaire. Exactly. I'm working magic. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's, that's a great, uh, I, I would not, I don't think I would, maybe I would, I don't know. I don't think I would have thought of that adaptation for your business. I have, I have a, an accelerated growth scorecard process that I use in much the same way. And the primary reason for it is for someone to go score themselves and see how well they're doing around the growth acceleration system. That's, you know, my main content. Yeah. And then they can see I'm doing well, I'm not doing well, et cetera. Of course, the other part of it is for them to be educated and say, oh, I'm doing okay in, con- in the contact phase, but in the cultivation phase, I'm very, very weak. But when I talk to Scott, we'll talk about that. So it does educate them in terms of giving them knowledge about where I could potentially bring value to them. Right. And I love the way you're adapting it for uh, what the work you're doing on the production side. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And the, I mean... I'll give you a little taste of it. There's a question okay. on there that I have that I asked them, you know, what is, what is it that you want your audience to um, walk away with? Yeah. And the, the, the real issue that I see with a lot of 
virtual events is that, and I'm thinking about a past client who they assumed that because they had an event in person and they were pivoting it to virtual last year, that they didn't really need to tell anybody anything. They just, you know, they you just came, you know, you know what it's about. Just yeah, come on, it's going to be virtual. So they were like, they told me, they said, nobody's really signing up for it. And I said, well, let me see your landing page. And their landing page was a, a typical yeah. landing page with like, you know, remember the old, the old landing page was like just this picture of like the beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. And then it's like enter your name and your email, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, this is not a this is not a lead magnet. This is an event. You need to give me a reason <laughs> to, show up. Yeah. to be here. And so um, so that's one of the reasons why I have that question in there in that audit, because you can't just assume that somebody is going to come to something that you have created for them just because they have come in the past. Yeah. We've got new things going on and you need to give me compelling reasons that are relevant to me <laughs> as to why I should show up for what it is that you're doing. Yep. That's excellent. Um, so one thing that I want to get into, and this is a perfect segue, is without giving away too much of your secret sauce, uh, can you give maybe one, two, or three general suggestions, recommend, you just gave one related to an event landing page and what it shouldn't be. Mm -hmm. um, but other recommendations about how, how can, if we've got a consultant listening and they're interested in hosting an event for their clients or for prospects or for both, what is it they need to be looking at in terms of, you know, not making common mistakes or leveling up, right? Making sure that they stand out and apart from every other virtual event that, that we've all been a part of over the last, you know, 15, 16 months. Right. This is a small thing, seemingly, and people miss this all the time. Mm -hmm. Assuming because your audience is at home that they don't need a break. Okay. Gotcha. I see it happen all the time that people will do events and they'll run. And I'm thinking of a client right now that we had last year that mm -hmm. something ran over, you know, um, Mm -hmm. I try not to have that happen <clears throat> too often because um, I'm pretty much a stickler about things being on time for the events mm -hmm. that we run. Uh, people laugh at me until they work with me and they realize that she ain't lying. Because <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I don't think it, anyway. Okay. Yeah. Box for hours. Um, but uh, there was something that happened at this particular event. There was a, um, one of the speakers was just not paying attention to me giving her a time card. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she just was oblivious to the fact that I was telling her to cut it, do it, be done, yeah. time to be done. Yeah. And so I was talking to the person whose event that it was, it mm -hmm. happened to be a, a coaching event. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and she said, she said she was, she was frustrated, but she said, you know, it's okay. We'll cut one of the breaks short. We'll just give them, you know, five minutes instead of 15. And I said, you will not, <laughs> yeah. you will not pass on the sins of this speaker onto your <laughs> audience. You will not. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut some things somewhere else, but a break will not be it. 
Yeah. Because yeah. you can't, you can't just assume just because we're in the comfort of our own home that, that we're going to, um, we're going to just be in some other mode where it's totally okay if I just sit here for, for three hours. Right. Right. Because it's not the case. In fact, sometimes it's harder. Uh, I found being on virtual events, sometimes it's harder to maintain high level of focus when you're at home, as opposed to in another environment. Right. Certainly right. at an event, right. If you're in a hotel ballroom, you know, unless you leave the room, you're, you're at least seeing and hearing, you may not be paying attention, but you're at least seeing and hearing that's not necessarily true at, at home. So, yeah. And it, and that, that also has to do with how, how audience expectations are set up. Okay. So here's another, this, uh, I, this is a great place to go. So yeah, talk about this. For, so for that same event, um, we had, and we generally have this about an 80 to 83% retention rate for all of our events. And mm -hmm. that particular event was 11 hours. I don't recommend anybody do an 11 hour event, but it happened because the client, there's only so far I can push. Yeah. I wanted it to, it needed to be a two day event and she was afraid to make it two days. I gotcha. So, um, so we did 11 hours and we started at 10 o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and they, we had a hundred percent retention until she made her offer mm -hmm. at around three thirty, four o'clock. Wow. That's still a very long time. Yes, yeah. exactly. And that has to do with how we're putting the event together Okay. and keeping so it's not just about the breaks. There's so many pieces that go into it. Mm -hmm. When I'm working with a client, I'm pointing to, I always, I have, it's such a habit. I'm pointing to my wall because this is where I put, I put the things on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've got show runs on my wall, um, but uh, you can't see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for my clients' events, I'm typically asking them, okay, I want you to fill out, I have a form for them to fill out that's basically either it will be filled out with how they've run their event in the past mm -hmm. or their dream of how the event will be going. Understood. Pieces, right? And from that, I help them formulate their plan as to how they're going to make that flow really right. go. Right. Um, and for this particular event, you know, as an example, we had her, her, um, her sales piece her call to action piece. So this is another little secret. Mm -hmm. um, she originally had it happening, uh, right at the dinner break and oh. her thinking, see, you already know her yeah. thinking was it would give because it was going to be about an hour it's going to give them time to think about it and blah blah blah. blah. I said look huh <laughs> you will not yeah. give that call to action at your dinner break you You're will hungry, not <laughs> hungry and distracted by food exactly because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about your four thousand dollar course right now <laughs> so you yeah. have to be strategic in how you put those pieces together Mm -hmm. so that you can have an event that's successful mm -hmm. and breaks are a part of it. Putting the way you put the, the, the call to action is a part of it, where you put that in your event. It's all very important. Mm -hmm. And um, I think of everything like a ride. So, okay. you know, 
you can have it. It can be a fast ride or a slow ride. I tend to, I tend to be more of a rocket roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> and people, I can, I'm thinking about a type, one of the shows that I have that uh, uh, some friends of mine came to see it and they were just like, when I first sat in the audience, I was like, she is just shooting out of the, where is she going to go from here? And then you just went here. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a tendency to be rocket roller coaster. <laughs> yes, yes. Energy, energy and enthusiasm have never been a problem for you. No. So, <laughs> which is great <laughs> but even with that just like rocket roller coaster shoots off from zero to 60 yeah there are still moments where it slows down yeah because it sense. can't stay right 60 for the entire ride right and right. you have to be able to understand when you're putting an event together where the ride needs to slow down where it needs to pick back up again and that's where someone like me comes into play because i've been a part of shows creating them and being a part of them for over 20 years and having mm -hmm. that knowledge at your fingertips, me as your consultant means that I'm going to help you understand what makes a show flow, keep people sitting there. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and not be angry about their lives <laughs> <laughs> for hours, because if we hadn't built that show correctly, I can bet you we would have had drop off from the minute that it started. Of course, yeah, which is what most events, right? I mean, most quote unquote status quo events deal with is, you know, you've got someone on and 10 or 15 minutes later, uh, the first wave of folks is is gone. Yeah, um, yeah that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. But tell me a little bit about um, the work that you do uh, from the standpoint of production. So obviously it's not as simple as setting up a Zoom link and showing up. Right. And so from a production standpoint, from an aesthetic standpoint, um, from a flow standpoint, do you recommend or when someone works with you are is there are you playing the role or is your team effectively playing the role of director, so to speak? And how what is that kind of how does that work? Because I know when I've hosted events and when I've been a part of an event, the ones that have been most successful, especially when I've been the host, are the ones where I can truly just be a host. And yeah. not have to worry about all the technical stuff or all the direction stuff or anything else. I can play the role that I'm meant to play and not try to also worry about everything behind the scenes. Exactly. So it really depends on the event that the client has asked us to produce. Mm -hmm. Because we have a, a, a few different levels that we can work with with our clients at. And at the premium level, that will involve my entire team. And at that point, you know, once, once event day actually comes, I do generally act more as the host when I'm on camera. Sure. <laughs> when I'm not on camera, I'm still directing. Of course and you are. Yes. Yeah. To a certain extent. Um, even there are times when I'm on camera, cause my, my assistant, even, I have a new assistant now, but I've already warned her part of your job is to be able to make sure that you're watching me on screen because sometimes the AV team has their head down doing whatever they need to do. And they don't see that they've left Ella on, on the stage yeah. too long while someone else is talking. And she's, that's your job to say, Ella's making those eyes. <laughs> they say, they tell me, so now I'm giving away a secret. So they, they're like, our favorite part, <laughs> this yeah. is what my team says, our favorite part of any of it is when you talk through your smile. <laughs> because my microphone will be muted but yeah. they can hear me because right. we have, we have, we're connected in my ears. You're so doing this like, act. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'll be like, 
taking out the current taking out the camera <laughs> all right turn off my screen please <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who are just listening to the podcast, go to YouTube and watch that part of this episode because it's pretty amazing. If this whole production thing doesn't work out, Vegas Ventriloquist is in your future. It's pretty good. No, I can imagine. So, so your team, depending on how you're working with the client, yeah. your team is basically handling as much of that as the client needs or wants. Yeah. When we, so when it is a, and when I say as much as it needs or as much as they want us to, yeah. It has more to do with what type of event they want. Right. Sure. So every event doesn't require bells and whistles. Understood. Right. Sometimes it's just a, a meeting with a few folks and we want it to make sure everything goes well. Right. Exactly. We don't need as much production around it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And at that point, it's just my assistant and I, yeah. and I am running the, all the things behind the scenes because it's not requiring me to. Right change graphics and put music and and do all of these other <laughs> other things uh that can happen in a fully produced event and right. i tell people too that you know that's a, also a testament to the fact that we lay there's a foundation for mm -hmm. events because bells and whistles are great and my husband's like you need to just sell bells and whistles don't tell anybody <laughs> <laughs> they all, all want the shiny object right right he said, Bell, but I tell people bells and muscles are great. And I'm so completely upfront with people when they talk to me and I'll be honest with them about what I think their event needs. Mm -hmm. And if I feel that the event doesn't need bells and whistles, I'm not going to sell you bells and whistles. I mean, if you twist my arm and you really want it, then yeah, we'll do it. But, right. um, but if it doesn't need it, it's not the bells and whistles that make the event great. It is the foundation that we lay under it because a sucky cake with bells and whistles and firecrackers on top is still a sucky, still a sucky cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, as we wrap up here, this has been fantastic, Ella. As we wrap up, what are, um, let me ask this question this way, because I ask virtually every guest, um, one or two lessons you've learned over your career, maybe that you wish you'd learned sooner or that you would just encourage people who are listening to either be reminded of if they already know it or that you want to make sure that they walk away with one or two lessons can be about production can be about life can be about anything the first one is you do know enough you do know enough you do know enough the hardest lesson for mm -hmm. me to learn and take to heart and, it, and it's something that i have to continually tell myself still today is you do know enough because it's very easy for us as entrepreneurs to believe that, um, you know, we're not good enough at what it is that we do. And why would people pay us this money to do what we're talking about? Because we don't know enough stuff. I got to go learn more things. And then when I learn more things then I'll, you know, make the go at it, you yep. know, enough right now. Yep. I, I gotta tell you that imposter syndrome is very real. Yeah. All the way, all the way. And and the, the second thing that I'm learning is something that we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. is I am successful right now. Right. I cry when I say it because I haven't said that out loud yet. So, <laughs> but um, to recognize, you know, success comes in all shapes and sizes. Mm -hmm. And I told you, my husband had asked me the question this past weekend 
when are you finally going to believe that you are successful? And, and, what, and what a profound question that is for anybody who's running their own business or their consultancy and always striving for the next best thing, which is great. But at the end of the day, if you're, if you're always, if you don't, I'm not sure exactly how to say it, but if you don't have that belief that you're already successful, then that's going to create this level of negativity or resentment, or it could, it could, it doesn't have to, but it could. It creates a feeling of doubt yes. that causes you to hold back when you, you should be moving forward. Right. Because with success brings confidence that allows you exactly. to take the next exactly. step. Exactly. It causes not believing that you're successful causes you to procrastinate beyond measure. Hmm. There are things that could have been done already that are on the table waiting for you. And I'm talking about clients that have already paid you to do something. Mm -hmm. But because you feel unsuccessful, it is seeping into even the parts of your life that are already, that literally you're already on the table. I'm not even talking about the stuff that, right. <laughs> that we're hoping to get, maybe get. I'm talking about the stuff you already got. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're twiddling your thumbs because maybe maybe you're not, well, maybe I'm not ready for it. Well, they already paid you money. So clearly <laughs> you are. <laughs> so knock it out. Yeah, you are successful. So knock it out. So, yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Those are two fantastic sentiments uh, to leave the interview on. There is one more question I have for you, maybe the most important for our listeners. And that is if someone wants to contact you, if they're interested in working with beyond virtual events, um, where do they need to go? What do they need to do? How can they, how can they get in touch with Ella? Yeah. You can find me in a few different places. Mm -hmm. You can go to the website, which is beyondvirtualevents.com. You can check us out there and click on my little let's talk button. Um, you can also email me directly at Ella at beyondvirtualevents.com. Excellent. You can connect with me on LinkedIn and send me a message. <laughs> I'm Ella Glasgow on LinkedIn. Uh, you can connect with me on Facebook and send me a message. I'm Ella Glasgow Binion on Facebook. Uh, that's the one place that I have my husband's name. Gotcha. <laughs> you had to give him one of them. I gave him somewhere. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. A anywhere else for and, um, and, when, and when they yeah. communicate to you, just let them know that, hey, I heard you on Consulting with Authority and wanted to. Exactly. Okay, cool. Exactly. And you'll see that in my questionnaire when you there. first reach out to me. There you go. Of course. <laughs> I love it. And, and you and I, we haven't talked about this uh, yet, Ella, but uh, I am planning to do some events. So uh, this will be for another conversation. <laughs> I love the dancing. Uh, this will be for another conversation, but we, we definitely need to set that up because I would love to find out what that looks like. I also have clients who should be doing some stuff with events that we should awesome. chat about as well. I'll send you my calendar link. Oh, do it. Yeah, I, I already have it, but please send it again. <laughs> I'll um, send you once more. <laughs> very good. Uh, this has been awesome. It's so great to reconnect. Um, and, and thank you so much for carving out some time and sharing some fantastic gold nuggets and insights with our folks. And uh, I'll look forward to being in touch. And I would just let everybody know, uh, if you do have interest in hosting an event, and you probably should, uh, being in the space that you're in, uh, definitely reach out to Ella. Um, do her homework. 
and see where see where it leads because she is uh, she is a force of nature and an incredible talent and um, honored to know you and uh, excited to work with you into the future, Elle. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. And before we go, I want to thank the sponsor of our show, Smart Solutions Media. Smart Solutions Media empowers business owners, consultants, and other independent professionals to easily attract better prospects and transform them into long-term clients. If you're a B2B consultant or service professional and would like to start filling your pipeline with better quality prospects, visit us on the web at smartsolutionsmedia.com to learn more about what we can do to help you. Be sure to complete this short two-minute accelerated growth scorecard you can find on the website and you'll receive a complimentary strategy session where we'll give you specific insights and recommendations to help you attract high value clients. Until next time, make sure you are consulting with authority.